Welcome to My Creative Classroom, an EdTech podcast that focuses on highlighting educational tools that can help teachers transform learning in or out of their classrooms. I interview industry experts to discuss the details of their products in order to help you make an informed decision on whether or not this product is right for you. As an educator with over a decade of experience both in and out of the classroom, I know that time and money are both precious. So I hope my conversations will help you in your creative journey through education. My name is Brian Willette and welcome to My Creative Classroom. Welcome back to My Creative Classroom for another amazing episode about transforming education. Whether you're listening to us on your preferred streaming platform or watching us on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and share. I am excited about today's episode because it is a tool that focuses on bringing a lifelike learning experience to both teachers and students. I am joined by Vico Communications, the creators of Vico Smartboard, co-founder Max Kabanov, and part of their testing team, Gleb Matichov, to talk about how this tool can truly transform learning. Thank you both for joining me today on the podcast. Thank you for having us. All right, gentlemen, so let's dive right in. Let's tell our listeners and our viewers a little bit about who you are and, and how you came to be co-founder and part of the testing team for Vico Communications Smartboard. Um, my name is Max, so I'm a co-founder of Vico Communications. And we decided to create Vico after I'm struggling to find our, an appropriate application for my own child, I realized that uh, we don't have a suitable app on the market that designed specifically for education. And the, the, the application that not mean to change our, our the learning experience, the classic learning experience. I just, I, but just uh, makes it possible on a distance. I mean that uh, when we're working in the real classroom, we have a blackboard, we have uh, our personal notes, and we see and heard the teachers, the other classmates, and we want to bring that experience to the distance learning application. And when we are start using the Zoom-like application, we realize that that kind of application is. Uh, focus on the business needs and not you know, not can, not suitable for the classical classroom work and that's why we are trying to create something that may be uh, useful in a real classroom and the lab uh, he is a tutor for my child and he is now working with like a smart board uh, when teaching my, my child English. So you could uh, say a few words about that experience. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, my name is Gleb. I'm part of the testing team for Vico Communications. And um, what the app does is it brings uh, to life uh, during the distance format of education. So. Uh, for example, this year with the COVID virus, we saw most schools shutting down both here uh, in Russia and uh, in the United States. 
Um, and uh, students for months on end were sitting at home trying to somehow transfer the learning experience that you get in a classroom uh, into a home environment. Unfortunately, um, different applications like Skype, uh, Zoom, uh, even Discord has been used this year. Uh, they haven't been able to uh, live up to the needs of teachers and students alike. So uh, what this uh, application does, what Vico does, is it transfers the learning experience you get in a classroom uh, into a home setting where you can uh, use your um, iPad or your computer to uh, teach students and learn. And I have to say from personal experience uh, working with the app uh, and uh, being a student on distance learning that uh, it's a remarkable piece of technology that uh, allows you to transfer that experience. Uh, I have no problem uh, writing uh, I, uh, on the app and uh, giving uh, his son all, all the information he needs and he understands it perfectly. Uh, it really is a whiteboard, uh, it's like any other whiteboard that you write on, like on a piece of paper, you can transfer it later on, you can change colors, you can uh, use any sort of uh, utensil or eraser, anything that you might find in an actual classroom you can find on this smart board. So let's let's dive into that smart board. You, you guys have kind of dropped some information here and I think our listeners and our viewers are probably intrigued to know more about what the, the Vico smart board is and does so you mentioned there gleb that you know you can download it to your ipad or use it on your computer so is this an app is it available on android devices um is it available on, on ios devices chromebooks what what is it available on um right now we are focusing on the ipad because it uh, has best experience in the market uh with an apple pencil it's the writing on <clears throat> the writing on our ipad it's like uh, writing in it's, real, it's, real uh, it's, it's ex extremely similar to writing in a regular notebook. It's, yeah. It might take a couple hours to get used to, but after that, it, 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 there is no problem, absolutely. The problem with earlier technologies that were used by Samsung and Android with their pens was that uh, the writing was not that good. It didn't... Uh, feel like your handwriting and uh, I think everyone had that experience the first time they got a Android pencil uh, Apple pencil uh, and their technologies really uh, they uh, What's the word? Uh, it's very similar uh, Bottom line. It's very similar to writing in a regular notebook so it's available on iOS devices. And as you mentioned there, you know, the Apple Pencil, kind of this fluid ability, it makes you feel like you're writing in a book or whatever. So um, how does it connect the teacher to the students? How is this, is it that everyone just has this, um, the, the Vico Smartboard open and they're all just writing and taking notes? Or is there a way to connect in between teacher-student? The most simple way to um, invite the application, you just open it and tape the name of the classroom, and when you tape the name, you just create it. And then you can send the, the invites to that room uh, via any messenger or using the airdrop. So when you, in the actual classroom, when your, your students are near to you, 
you could just send invite via airdrop or when they are at, when they are at home you could just send it via any messenger or email you just you just send the link uh, the student clicks on the link and he automatically joins into the classroom very similar to zoom in that format except uh, unlike Zoom, you probably won't find yourself in a different room or altogether the classroom will be available. We had no problems at all with the link. Um, uh, you asked a question about the format. Can the teacher, how do the teachers and students interact? And uh, once again, uh, Max here tried to mirror the experience in a classroom as much as possible. So each student has uh, their own notebook uh, which they can open in the app and write it. And the teacher can look at that notebook. Uh, there is also, uh, for the teacher uh, himself or herself, they have a uh, blackboard and they can write on that for all students to see. Uh, it's also interesting, after the class is over, you don't have to, uh, students don't have to even uh, write all this stuff down that the teacher wrote. Uh, you can just save it as a PDF file and send it to all your students. It's a very interesting and very, very helpful feature because Skype and all those uh, different uh, applications do not do that. And that's actually a really cool feature that you just touched upon, which is, you know, as I'm, as I'm writing on the whiteboard and I'm, I'm writing on this smart board, essentially my, my iPad, the students can see it, live it real time as I'm writing. And then at the end of the day, which is probably the best feature you just mentioned so far, is you can save it, right? And, and you know, we, we have access to, to other smart or whiteboards that we can use, but we can't save that writing piece. And you just said, you know, export it as a PDF, save it. So you don't have to repeat that. That's amazing. And you've actually compared it. Actually, you've said the words Skype and Zoom um, several times. So is there a video feature in this? Like that's what we would associate Skype to. So how am I communicating uh, as a teacher with my students while using the Vico Smartboard? Um, at the start, we were planning to deploy the video feature within the app, uh, but when we, when the, but then we realized that we only need to hear each other. We only need to uh, just voice communications uh, because the format of their device, um, it's it's an iPad. It's uh, usually it's laid down on a table, and the camera is showing you the film in the ceiling, uh, and it's not uh, very convenient to use it and and kind of well, uh, to, it's not convenient to point the camera to you when you're writing on the table. So that's why we are uh, we cut off this feature and we only left the voice communication. And, and the second benefit of that decision was uh, that app is really uh, works really great on the bad internet connection. So you don't need a great bandwidth to work with that. And it could be a cell or the cellular coverage or just another bad internet connection. That's, everything's gonna be fine, you get real-time communication because the voice uh, the voice that doesn't need be the, the broadband bandwidth and uh, uh, working on a whiteboard is going to be just like in the real time just like in the real time when you're writing on the, on the blackboard it's almost instantly showing up on their other screen it's even it's mimic the situation when you're working with your partners 
in one place near to each other when you, when you open you know, the workbook and showing you what's going on. What, and, uh, it, it, yeah, it, it mimics exactly what is happening on the other screen. It's uh, there is almost no delay in the voice. Uh, it doesn't lag. It doesn't cut off, uh, which is great. Once again, because when you have a classroom, of, I personally only had the experience uh, working one on one, one on two, etc. Um, but when you have a classroom of twenty students and you have to hear all of them and you have to organize all of them when. Uh, it's lagging and it's constantly cutting off. It just cuts into education time. It's not a good. It's not a good feature at all. Uh, Vico does not have this problem. Uh, I I have never encountered this problem at all. That's actually you just raised a good point, Max, which I never even thought of. Was if you had the camera turned on and trying to do a video conference, you'd either be staring up my nose or at the ceiling, you know, or awkwardly trying to give yourself this selfie shot while writing on the board. So, you know, great idea using just the audio and reduces the lag time, which, you know, we've experienced over the past, you know, over a year now, that bandwidth is a huge thing, especially when you get multiple users on board. And, and, and Gleb, you just mentioned that, you know, working one-on-one -on -one or one-on-two in a class of 20, is there a limit to the number of people that could be using, or, or, or I can share my link to, my smart board with? Uh, right now, it's, uh, we think it's a pretty big number. It's 64 students might be in uh, one classroom. Wow, and that's actually really decent, right? Because I, I would say no classroom's ever going to reach that amount. Um, but, you know, great to partner with other classrooms, though. So a great amount. And, and you mentioned also the audio feature. Is there, you know, do, can students just kind of unmute themselves and start talking? Or is there kind of this raise your hand feature and the teacher controls who speaks and when? Yeah, uh, the teacher control or the, the whole experience in the classroom. So he could restrict drawing on the board and could mute all the students. But when <clears throat> when, when the students want to raise a hand, they just press the button, raise a hand. And the, the teacher could call him to the board. And then even if the drawing is restricted and that student was muted before, he get access to the board and we everyone could hear that student. So he could answer at the board just like in a real classroom. So you and you just said call them to the board. So you actually mean like as I the teacher have my board that I'm writing on. I'm able to call you, Max, to come to my board and write and, and kind of say something to the class. Yeah, that's right. Wow, that's that's amazing. Because that's, I mean, a lot of the tools that we use, right, don't have those features. It would just be kind of this delivering material. And now you're saying, you know what, I'll let you come in and write on the front of the board, for example, to share that with the classroom. That That's amazing. That's huge um, for you to be able to do that within the app. So that's the point. We we don't want to change their uh, that that classificational process. So and it's really amazing that uh, so many apps doesn't have that basic features that we every everybody are familiar from the from the classroom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it doesn't change the experience at all. Uh, it, there's not this. There isn't this transitional process where you learn how to 
somehow try to incorporate um, all of the things that you try to do in a classroom uh, into a distance format. So you don't have like five different kinds of uh, applications to try to mimic, somehow try to mimic uh, the classroom. It's very simple. Uh, it's very simple to understand. It's very easy to learn. Uh, anyone can, can learn it. Uh, I spent about five minutes figuring the app out. It wasn't that big of an issue. And, and that's something too, you know, that learning curve is always that scary part for educators, but for it to be so simple to learn and navigate and use is huge. So let's get to a bit of a privacy question now. So as an educator, how do I log in? Do I need to subscribe? Do I need to pay uh, to be able to use the Vico smart board? And then how do my students log in or do they need to? Um, well, right now, you're when you're creating the room, uh, you could create their, the room name, room name like a password. So it's going to be a long room name with special symbols. And you get a link that almost are with pretty big security. Uh, but in the future, we're going to make their Zoom-like features when we could uh, create not just the room name, with, even if it kind of comp complex, uh, also we could we, we're gonna have features that offer the functionality of making password for that room. But even right now with a complex room name, it's not a big issue with uh, uh, security because it's uh, it's pretty big numbers to get mm -hmm. uh, that <clears throat> room room name for uh, intruders. Yeah, it's um, all you have to do essentially when you log into the app, uh, you create a room, same as in Zoom, uh, and that name of the room is uh, the password. Uh, so essentially, you, you log into a room, for example, and you say, "All right, like this is this room is going to be called like Mathematics uh, like one hundred five or something like that." And you just uh, send that link out to everyone. And no one can access the room unless they have the link or they type in that, those specific numbers and uh, letters into the uh, search bar. Uh, not even a search bar, the, 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 room, uh, the, room, the room box when you enter the, uh, enter the application. So uh, unless it's very simple, uh, like just English or something like that, uh, there should not be an issue with security. And that's and that's great to have those room names be the unique identifiers that you mentioned, you know, are not super guessable unless you use something so basic. But even at that, it means someone would have to search that or type in that name specifically as you wrote it to try to get into your into your room and, to, and use your board. Um, so one question we mentioned earlier, which was being able to to save the teacher notes as a PDF. As students are using this, as students are typing or, or writing their own notes on the on the smart board, are they able to then export or share that with the teacher somehow? Of course. Uh, first of all, the teacher can actually look, as I said, at the notes while they're writing. Um, and the students can save their files uh, as well, right? Yeah, right. So yeah. We, we could, we could, uh, we could uh, save the, the blackboard and the, and the notes. So you could wow, save that's it. Yeah, you can save it on, a, on, a, on your personal device and on the next uh, class, on you the next lesson, you can upload 
what you have in the previous lesson. That's actually a big yeah, that's a big feature as well. You can upload different documents onto the into your notes, onto the blackboard, whatever you choose. So, uh, for example, you have a sheet of questions. Uh, there's a test going on or a questionnaire, and you have a sheet of questions, uh, problems, whatever. And uh, you can just upload that sheet onto the application. It will appear as a page on the whiteboard. And all the students can see it. All the students can uh, write on it if need be, uh, with the teacher's permission, of course. Uh, it's a very elegant system, and it works. Well, that's actually super amazing, too. So I could upload a, a picture or, or uh, like a, a graph if I was doing mathematics and then have the students, you know, find new coordinates or, or, or write the coordinates of the next point or something like that on the actual document. Yeah, yeah. You could you could publish it on a blackboard to just send it to the students' uh, notes notebook, yeah. uh, and after that, as a teacher, you could uh, tape the notebook bottom, and you see all the all the student notebook in a you know, in a tile view. It's like a tile view with every note, and you can see what's going on, see the progress, and you can open that. Any any of the students' notebook can see what's going on in real time, and you can make marks or make correct any mistake. So, for example, if a, a test is going on or something else, uh, you give the students, let's say, fifteen students, uh, a sheet of questions, uh, say mathematical problems. Uh, you give it to each of them. So they uh, send it to each of their notebooks. Uh, they have it in their notebooks. They can write on the sheet or on the next page, whatever they decide. And you can, while the test is going on, you can just go around the different notebooks, the students' notebooks, and uh, look at what they're doing. You can make corrections if need be. You can say, all right, uh, Jeremy, you need to do this, or you know, uh, John, you need to do this. It, it's, it's interesting. And once again, one-on-one -on -one voice as well, so you can mute all the other students and leave just that one, etc. Wow. And you know, I, we've covered so many features already. It's uh, hopefully our listeners and our viewers realize how many features are packed into this, you know, the Vico Smartboard, because, you know, we've talked about the ability to speak to one another through the audio feature. You know, you can, and that one just blew me away where you can upload that document so that you can write on it. You know, it's not just, it's not just this whiteboard. It's not just a blackboard. There's so much more to it. And then you just talked about this dashboard, if you will, where you can see everyone's notebook. So I just want to go there for a minute. So you mentioned being able to see progress or, or things like that. So as a teacher, can I see when students are in their notebook working or, or what kind of information comes back to me as the educator to see what students are doing while they're there? Um, right now, we, we could uh, we could just uh, enter that personal the student personal space and see what what he's doing. We don't we don't have any additional uh, in indicators about what he's doing right now because it's kind of uh, personal space. But we could uh, we open for the feature request. And that's what we are looking for. Uh, so when we, when the teachers wanted some features, we uh, planned that and deployed in a few months. So it could be interesting feature for the next releases. So thank you, Brian, for this. <laughs> it, it, there's so many things already, and it's just little ideas, too, I, things that you start to think about. But what you just said is great, which is 
feedback from teachers who are using it and saying, here's what I think. Could we add this? And being open to that feedback is huge too as an organization and not say, eh, this is the product and this is how it's going to stay. So being able to open up and say, you know, we, we welcome that. So that brings me to kind of a next question, which is professional learning for teachers. Is there, let's say teachers who are listening to this podcast right now and, and saying, I'd love to use this. I'd love to use the, the Vico Smart Board in my classroom. Is there some sort of professional learning that you guys offer or some training um, or some tools or tips that teachers can reach out to you for, for help as they get started with the program? Um, no, we could, uh, we could um, help the teachers to uh, get on the get on the Wika board. So uh, it's not it's not a really big deal. But the common thing is that the application is the simplest possible. So it took us a lot of time to make it really simple. So it's, it's often uh, need a lot more time and resolving some complex things to mm-hmm. bring the simplicity to the customer. So that's, uh, that's our, that was my, our, our main goal, to make it simple and mimic the classroom experience. So I think we, they're going to be much easier to similar app to get on that board. Uh, yes, there, there, there is no tutorial or uh, tips and tricks uh, section uh, to help, and that actually might be a thing to add in the mm-hmm. future. So when you log into the application for the first time, you can um, there's a little tutorial video or little markers that show what is what and how to use it, etc. That, that might be a feature to add. But as Max said, it is a very simple application. There, uh, it's it's. Not that difficult to understand. Obviously, uh, some people might have difficulty with it, but uh, like any other application, you can kind of uh, use your intuition to figure it out. But I think definitely a good idea is to add uh, And I, I think we've said it throughout this interview. You know, we've talked about how easy it is to use, which I, you know, hopefully our listeners realize that we keep saying it's easy to use, and it's meant to mimic, you know, that in-class ability to, to connect with your students and have them be part of, you know, writing on this board. And it's a collaborative opportunity for the classroom beyond the four walls, which I think is is huge. And we've been saying that throughout this whole conversation that, you know, it's not so difficult that there's a 10-page manual. Uh, that's a, that's huge, right? And I think it's it's you pick it up, you you download the app from the app store onto your iOS device, and I think you'll realize how easy it is to to start using. And I've used it. You know, we, I've, I've downloaded it. I've started using it. And it's amazing the features that, that, that are in there and the ease of use as you start saying, here, use this link. Join me on, on the smart board, right? Come over and be part of my conversation because it's it's if you're used to Zoom, if you're used to a Google Meet or whatever it might be, you've done it already. You're just doing it in a different platform that offers you the ability to collaborate through this smart board. And I think that is amazing. And hopefully our listeners go to the app store, download it and check it out. But also they can head over to Vico.com. So V-I-C-O-C-O-M.com to see more about it because there is some great information on your website as well and some great snapshots that show what it can do. Now, gentlemen, I'm at a part in the show that I love to call the specialist top five. And my question to you, and this goes out for our listeners, what are the top five ways that you think 
the Vico Smart Board can help teachers transform learning, whether it be in or out of the classroom? All right. So uh, the first, the first, first thing is that is simple that mimic the real uh, classroom. Uh, it is suitable for the uh, actual classroom work and the, the distance learning. We could talk about that, uh, but uh, it's like a blended education when they're, the part of the student could work in an actual classroom and part of them are on distance. Uh, the first thing is that app is uh, uh, absolutely free, so it's nothing uh, to worry about. You could just download it and try it. Um, and the last thing is, what, what I think, what's the last thing? I would say lack of problems. That's a big one for me. Uh, it, it, no problems while using it. Very clean, very simplified. Uh, and a design, yeah, and a design, design specifically yes. for the education, not the business and, meetings. And, and, and that's something we haven't talked about, which is design. So thank you for that top five. Those are a great top five, you know, and, and uh, hopefully, I keep saying it, hopefully our listeners check it out. But we haven't talked about the design. So two things, the design, and then we'll, let's talk about that distance learning that we just kind of touched upon a little bit. So the design is easy and user-friendly and easy to use. So how did you guys come up with the design of the way, like the layout of the buttons in the smart board itself. Well, it's like um, trial and error. Yeah. We we found what is easy to use. What, what how is it? Uh, because uh, the tough thing with uh, a small screen, which is relatively small when you're talking about an iPad, is that uh, sometimes the bus buttons and all the different features can clash. So you can press on stuff accidentally. Uh, turn the wrong page, etc. There's there's a whole list of problems that can happen, and with trial and error, you just have uh, simplicity. For example, at the bottom, you can choose different uh, formats of your pen. So if you have a pen or marker, the the thickness of your brush, etc., and all the different colors, features, and at the very top, you have the uh, let's say the interface, so you can. Uh, pull out the, st uh, the students. There's a, a special button for that. You press it, and the, you can see all the students. Uh, you can hide that if you want. So the, the black, uh, the um, the whiteboard. I'm sorry for interrupting you. You, you have to think at first. Yeah. Just you. You can bring all the feature uh, and in separate buttons without without any thinking, and it's gonna be a complex application. But when you Every morning you wake up, you uh, call to your partner, and you start to decide what what that feature is gonna look like, how you how you open that thing in an application, how to make it that really simple. That that is a, a really complex process, and you have to think about each functionality and take it with very careful approach and uh, then you could uh, create the application that only uh, have that that have everything you need for the for the classroom work on this on the simple with the two it's only have the 
the application only have two forms. So only two forms cover almost every uh, educational aspect. Just like in the real classroom, we have a notes, we have a blackboard, and that's it. Everything else is interaction. And we give their, uh, the teachers and students that uh, tool that uh, covers all the classroom experience. So that's the only secret. You have to think about each uh, thing in the app and try, and, and you have to think about the, the, the customers, the teachers, the students, how they're going to use it, how to make it really simple. You, you don't want to, uh, uh, you don't want to make it uh, like, I don't know, like Excel or something. You don't want to, yeah, you, you don't want to make it overly complicated. As, as we've said many times, it's easy to use. And uh, during development, you have to if put yourself in the user's, user's place. And I have. I, I've been working with the app for a long time now. Um, it, it's, it's, it's just uh, it's simple. That's the best thing about it, really. It's, it, mim it mimics everything that you find in a classroom while keeping it simple and without any excess buttons or features that no one will ever use and no one will ever need. And, and we keep saying it simple and I love it. We keep saying it that way. And I love that you it's been designed that way because simple is effective. Um, we don't need too many buttons. We don't need too many, you know, highlighters or whatever that we would never use. We have it simple and the tools are there for the teachers to be able to do their lessons effectively. And Max, you mentioned something earlier during your top five, which was distance learning. So I failed to ask this question earlier. Um, we're sharing links with people. Do we have to be on the same network to be able to access the link and use the smart board? Or can we join a, a smart board from everywhere and everywhere? You could be anywhere. Yeah, that's, if you have internet connection, yeah, you can join. Yeah, no matter where you are. You could be in the back of the car while you're getting on vacation and um, doing your uh, homework or working with a, with a teacher. It doesn't matter where you are. You, you, have their, uh, you have their really mobile device. Uh, you, have, you, don't, you don't need a um, good internet connection. And it's absolutely free. So, and and how could you go wrong, right? It's free, and you just said it there, which is you could be anywhere and join on the whiteboard, right? You can join the link. So that is amazing. It's simple. I think two favorite words of educators: it's simple, and it's free. So those are two key words that we keep hitting on here: simple and free. So, gentlemen, I appreciate you taking the time to join me on the podcast. But before we head off. Is there anything else that you'd like to add and tell our listeners that we may not have covered in our conversation? Um, there's only one uh, one thing. It's a blended education. Uh, when uh, one uh, we, we realize that uh, existing application is not only uh, focusing on uh, the business meeting needs. Uh, and this application, uh, you, you don't need that kind of application, like Zoom-like application, in an actual classroom. So when you already see the teacher, so he stand uh, uh, at the board, so you already see him. You, you, you don't need to use that functionality. But in, with Wiker, 
you could use it in the real classroom as well as uh, on distance. Uh, as a teacher, you could bring your iPad to the classroom. You could share your screen uh, on the panel, on a big TV panel. So every uh, student has their, their iPad on a table. So oh, every student gets information about the blackboard on an actual blackboard and on his own iPad. And uh, that brings us uh, think that you could use use that application as a, as a student at home at home and in an actual school. So you don't have to change your app. So while you when you get into the school, you're using you know, iPad with some whiteboard app, uh, you know, some notes notes or something. But when you get in at home, you don't, you don't have to use Zoom. You, you're using the same application that you are using already at the school. So you don't have that transition between uh, homeschooling and an actual uh, classroom school. It blends really easily. You can uh, take the iPad that you have at school and you can finish your homework on the bus or whatever you were doing uh, in the classroom. Uh, and at home, same thing, just open up the same application. Once again, as we said, you don't need five different applications for everything that you're doing, for writing, uh, video calls, uh, voice calls, uh, textbook uh, formatters, etc. The, the whole list of them. One application, that's all you need. You have it at school, you can use data, any, any, if you have an internet connection and an iPad, you're good. Yeah, and I think that's a huge statement. You know, it's not just this distance learning model. It's while you're physically in the classroom, to your exact point, Max, you can use this so that students can see what you're writing up on the board, but also have it right in front of you. So you're engaging in a collaborative learning environment using your iPad, using the Vico Smartboard here. And then when class is over, you're not leaving and saying, oh, now I need to use a different app. You're using the same app. You're connecting via the same tool um, that you were just using in the classroom. And I love that idea, you know, you can be on the bus and I can keep using the app. You know, I'm in the back of the car. As soon as I get home, I can even reconnect, right? We can connect there as well. So I think those are great, great features on top of it being simple and free. So I encourage all of our listeners and all of our viewers to head over to the website, vicocom.com. So V-I-C-O-C-O-M.com to check out more information about what this smart board looks like and feels like and head over to the app store download it for your ios device check it out it's free there's no sign up it's simply download open and start using i appreciate you both max and gleb taking the time out of your day to join me on the podcast to share your story about how you created this smart board and why it's so simple and free to all of our listeners, don't forget to follow us on social media at MyCreativePod. And as always, stay tuned and stay creative. My name is Brian Willette, and this was My Creative Classroom. <laughs>